Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Between Two Presidents. I'm Rosa Valerie, the president of CARE. You might notice that I'm sitting courtside, kind of, oceanside, nope, lakeside, um, at uh, our where our conference will be in 2021 in Lake Tahoe, California. The details of our uh, conference is right here. Save the date. We hope to see you there. Uh, today on Between Two Presidents, we have no other than Dr. Heather Kelly, the president of AIR, Association for Institutional Research, our parent organization. And we're going to be talking a little bit about what AIR has going on, a little bit about the AIR Forum. But first, a little bit about Heather. So Heather uh, currently works at the University of Delaware. She's been there for some time, and her expertise includes institutional effectiveness and faculty workload. She's also published uh, on topics from the Handbook of Institutional Research, which I think we have all used or have seen in a, in a colleague's office. She teaches at the graduate level around planning, governance, and finance, and she serves as the ALO and an evaluator for Middle States Commission in Higher Education. Um, she also served in different roles at AIR, including the treasurer and the past president of NEAIR, Northeastern Association for Institutional Research, one of our sister um, associations. She was the recipient of the 2015 NEAIR Distinguished Service Award, congratulations, Heather, and received her doctoral degree in educational leadership from the University of Delaware, her master's in higher education administration from UPenn and a bachelor's degree in geology from Smith College. She's also a graduate of the Higher Education Resource Services Summer Institute. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Heather to our show. All right, welcome everyone. Here we are with President of AIR, Dr. Heather Kelly. Heather, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. One thing I have to make a note of, and we were kind of laughing before we started recording, is that Between Two Presidents is actually named because of Between Two Ferns, which is, how can we explain it? A, a YouTube comedy show that has become a film about uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis interviewing in kind of this satirical, ironic way on topics of, with celebrities and politicians. And you went ahead and showed up with two ferns behind you. I, I did. I couldn't cool. help myself. <laughs> oh. This is going to be such a good interview. That means we are right on the same page with our humor, yeah. which I so appreciate you for that. So it's welcome. a pleasure to be here, Rosa. So glad you could be here. Um, so let's talk a little bit about AIR and CARE. So for those who haven't heard about us, um, you are our kind of our national parent organization. We are a regional subset of AIR, the Association for Institutional Research. Tell us a little bit about AIR uh, and how all of you are set up. I know you're set up a little bit differently than our completely voluntary uh, board of directors. Tell us about how AIR is structured and for those who maybe are hearing of AIR for the first time. Right, sure, sure. So actually, we like to actually consider AIR as um, an international organization. We have a number of members from across the, across the country, across the world, um, including some affiliate um, organizations that represent um, other countries. And so um, you are correct that AIR is set up a lot differently than some of our regional organizations. Um, so we're very fortunate that AIR um, has the resources to have an, an executive office that includes a, an executive director as well as um, staff members. 
And so when we think about um, when programming is happening or events are planned, it's, it's really the um, AIR staff under the leadership of the executive director um, that's putting on all of those events, the programming, um, developing partnerships um, uh, um, with um, when we get different grants and awards activities and things like that. It truly is um, the work of the AIR um, staff that's doing that. But that being said, um, it's where the board, um, we, we use policy governance. So that is how um, AIR is governed. And it includes a 12 member board of directors that's elected by the membership. So the leadership similar to regionals is elected by the membership, but the board is the entity that sets the vision and purpose for the association. And then it's, um, it's the association operations led by the executive director and the IR staff that really makes things happen. Like I like to say, make the magic happen. So, um, so it, it, is, it is quite different. Yeah, and where, as with the regionals, all of you, um, including yourself as volunteers are the ones who are doing all of the programming and the event planning. That's so good to know. Um, in terms of what AIR's up to now, you know, the, in terms of the vision and goals, which is something you say the, the directors are in charge of, what are some things that are on the docket now for AIR that are falling within those areas? Sure, so really what AIR is hoping to do um, is strengthen and expand partnerships with other organizations to advance data-informed decision-making across institutions and we want to emphasize across institutions and that it's not just within IR and IE units, it's truly across the institution. Um, because we know at so many of our institution, there are individuals that are doing institutional research, institutional effectiveness-like activities, and they might not be in a formal office of institutional research or institutional effectiveness. You know, different things like having central analytic platforms and um, data being more, um, more decentralized, um, that, that more and more people are using data. So as an association, we're hoping to reach out to all higher ed professionals um, to help provide them with the resources that they need um, to be better professionals. And so with that, um, there are a number of partnerships that AIR has, um, one, in particular is with APLU. And that is where a data literacy institute is actually being developed for non-IR individuals. Mm -hmm. so, um, so creating data literacy for those who aren't doing, um, you know, aren't working with data, data on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. um, another partnership with the Gates Foundation, that's a service design and delivery network to increase graduation rates and close opportunity gaps in higher education. So very much focused on student success. And then another one, um, there's a partnership between AIR, Educalls, and Nakubo. And the goal of that is to really increase the interactions between all those memberships, build bridges, and also think about joint strategy. There was the joint statement on data, using data, in higher education. And um, over the last three years, there have been joint events for, for members of those associations. So yeah, so I think that's really, um, really what AIR's focus 
is right now just strengthening um, partnerships and creating more opportunities for, for our members. That's wonderful. I know at our institution and even, I mean, at CARE as well, we're our theme for this year's conference is using data for advocacy, meaning that, you know, take what you know and what you do at any level, at any part of your institution and advocate on behalf of data and the findings and, and students. So um, that has been something that is on top priority uh, for us as well. What are some uh, types of resources that if folks wanted to get to know AIR a little bit more, learn about these things, what, what are some good resources that we could put in front of some of our members at CARE if they haven't already found them? Sure. Well, I think, I think the number one resource, of course, is the website, airweb.org. Um, there is another AIR association that um, does research in higher education, and they're also AIR. So, mm -hmm. um, so this AIR um, did recently go through a branding exercise to help differentiate and that's where one of the reasons why we're not AIR.org. So you have to add that web, AIRweb.org. Um, and then I would like to also bring folks' attention to um, the hub, the AIR hub. And, and that's available to folks. And it's a great resource to post questions, um, get answers to questions that you might have. And it just really, especially in this virtual environment that we find ourselves in recently, um, it's a great way to, um, to continue the community and the engagement with, with one another. Absolutely. And I've, I'm a member and I've connected with the hub in a few ways, including great. Great. Different, I've done the iPads key holder type training. So if anyone's interested or new uh, in IR, just want to learn about uh, also reporting to the uh, Department of Education's iPads, then I think that's a great way to connect and learn resources and, and get, get more information there. Um, I would say too, on a related note, just to make sure that everyone knows um, that for a limited time, there's a discount for members of affiliate organizations to attend the foundations workshop at the AIR members price. So of course we would love all of you to be members of AIR, but understanding that resources aren't always where they need to be, where, where people can hold multiple professional memberships. Um, do do wanna make sure that you are aware of that. So um, if anybody is interested in attending the foundations workshop, you can do so right now um, at the cost, at the same cost if you were, if you were to be an AIR member. Yeah. You know, I, I did a coffee chat, I think is what they're called um, through AIR yes. and yes. Um, I'm not sure if you guys go by AIR. Do you prefer AIR or if folks say AIR? Do you, do you have a preference? We we could have a whole a whole chat just about that, Rosa. So um so it's very interesting how um there there is there is this ongoing um is it AIR or is it AIR and um I don't necessarily want to show my age. But um, the fact that I've been a member of AIR now for more than two decades, um, I am um, in the camp that when I joined the Association for Institutional Research, it was referred to as AIR. And over time, I did see it, um, see where individuals started referencing it as AIR. And so it's... Um, 
and it's similar because it's um it's just interesting to see how the different um even with the affiliates right so I've, I've also been very much involved with the northeast association for institutional research and the same thing when i joined neir it was neir but you'll you will have it here individuals say nier they'll say nier and we do get we do talk about the nieriness we talk about you know how how that association has a nieriness about it. Oh, funny! <laughs> but um, and so you all you all are care, right? We're care, and right. So, which and you've always us. been care. We've all, I, well, I haven't been here, you know, for two decades. But since I've known <laughs> care, it's been care. Okay. And it helps. It helps in some branding because it's it's nice to say that we care. You know, we have some oh, yes. words we can do. Um, I've always yes. known AIR to be air. As long as I'm not doing a huge marketing faux pas, like all of you are trying really hard to say AIR and I'm over no. in the air, then that and I to to um to give um Christine Keller is the current executive director of AIR. And um and to her credit, um, when it comes up, that is not something, even when they were going through the branding process, right? That was not something that was on um, you know, was sort of on the discussion board right it was because it you know it's like one of those whatever it is to you <laughs> it's like it's a piece of artwork you're like to me it's air that's right that's right that's good to know um that was a little bit of a sidetrack but i think worth <laughs> noting um my original point was i went to one of the coffee chats and i think i was there with um dr tia brown mcnair yes. around a topic fantastic of, yeah diversity equity inclusion and how to tell stories with data uh, and then today I saw an email come out from AIR that was about, you know, how we can use data uh, for, for DEI. Where do you see kind of IR's role in supporting these difficult conversations around diversity, equity, inclusion? Um, you know, what are, what's your take at, at AIR and where do you see AIR maybe playing a role in that? Right, so, so with that, um, one of the things um, that, um, that I should, mentioned is that um, AIR as an association um, has a statement on racial injustice and very much acknowledges that um, IR, IE professionals, you know, as you say, do play a role in advocating um, for using data appropriately and then also um, in the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And quite honestly, um, you know, now moving from DEI to JEDI, for example, right? Both including justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, quite frankly. And so that it's, it's very much top of mind um, for the association as well as the board of directors. Um, so much so that um, we'll be reviewing our end statement, which is essentially the association's um, vision, vision and purpose and to make sure that that is at the forefront. So to make sure that diversity, equity, inclusion is at the forefront of, of the association's um, mission. And then also we recently conducted an AIR stakeholder survey. And so from results of that survey, we identified three key areas where we're gonna conduct focus groups later this summer. And one of those areas is specific to um, essentially inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can AIR be a more inclusive 
um, organization. And then it also um, has been has been a key area of, um, of, of discussion and where they, they did some targeted um, work, the nominations and elections committee this past year. Um, and many of their recommendations um, are related to how can we make um, the leadership of the association more, more diverse and inclusive. So it's definitely top of mind. Mm -hmm something that we're doing at CARE this year too. We have a task force that started last year on topics of equity, diversity, and inclusion. And good point about the justice part, but I think that's really the accountability of all the work. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll take that back to our group about how we yeah. can incorporate justice a little bit better. Um, so that's that's wonderful. I know at all of our institutions, we're, we're doing this work as best we can in, in a capacity or another. Um, so thank you for that. I think we're going to talk a little bit about the Air Forum, uh, which is uh, virtual this year. For those of you who would like to uh, attend, it is um, online May 25th through the 28th. You can still register, I think, up until the 21st, a few days before. That's kind of yes. the, the best part of, about these online conferences. You can get in there when you can. Uh, we hope to see you there. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, what you're excited about at the Air Forum. What are some topics that we should look out for? Uh, I know you have some very interesting speakers. So tell us a little bit about what's going on and what you have planned for the forum. Sure, sure. So um, so just a little bit of background. So um, it's a very, um, it's a long process and ongoing, right? As you all know, planning for a conference or planning for a forum. And so the AIR staff, um, they, they scan other conferences and they pick up on areas that they think might be of interest for our members. And relate on a related note, clearly DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion is a big piece for this year. So you will very much see that um, as part of the programming for this year's forum. And AIR, we always try to get a keynote you wouldn't typically hear at AIR, like that individual that is like, oh, this is this is interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect this at AIR. So that's the reaction we try to get with the keynote and the closing speakers. Um, and the goal really is to push us to think differently, especially on how to think differently about higher education uh, more broadly and new perspectives. So with that, um, at this year's forum, the opening keynote is Michelle Norris, and she's a Washington Post opinions columnist, and she's a former NPR host special correspondent, and she's the founding director of the Race Card Project. So we're really excited to have her opening up the forum. And then the closing keynote is Harper Reed. And Harper Reed, he's a futurist um, and technologist. And so he spends most of his time um, building big things, hacking things, and talking about doing both of those things. So, um, so just, you know, two, two different but, um, but wonderful um, additions to the forum this year. So, um, so that'll be great. And, um, and what I'm, what I'm so excited about, um, about the forum and, you know, last year was the first virtual forum and, um, and that it was a fantastic experience last year. And I think it's going to be, you know, as good or even better this year, because it's going to be the second annual, um, the second, um, virtual forum, right? So, so everything gets better with time. But um, you know, AIR is my professional home and I just love the community. And so the forum 
that's the ultimate gathering place and for the community. And so I'm just excited to learn from our colleagues, you know, what they're doing these days and particularly excited to learn about the new innovations that have resulted from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, those, those innovations that are moving institutions forward and will become institutionalized because I think we've all been called to do so many new things since the pandemic started. But I also think, um, so far as, 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 as much as you can um, sort of see opportunity from a pandemic, right? Um, that, that I do think that there have been ways that institutions have been forced to think or change or do things that will become institutionalized, that will only benefit you know, our students and our institutions and higher education in general. So this is the perfect um, forum you know, to, to learn about that. And so I think, I think we are gonna hear a lot um, from, our, from our colleagues um, with, with regard to what they're doing currently and you know, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and then what, what it means for them you know, post-pandemic. And so, and also to be honest with you, the forum always really, it really energizes me every year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the, I sometimes liken it to group therapy. So, so <laughs> where, you know, it's wonderful when we can be um, with one another, but even in the virtual environment, um, the, the, um, there's plenty of opportunities to be interacting with one another through different networking events and happy hours and yoga breaks. And, you know, there's, so there's some, there's some fun planned, you know, within, within the, um, within the sessions. So yeah, yeah, it'll be a good time. So hopefully, hopefully y'all can join us. Yeah. We look forward to being there. Have there been any innovations that AIR has, as you know, as an international organization that you've seen in either planning the forum itself, innovations that you've had going online that you might keep moving forward? Uh, Well, with regard to AIR, I mean, it was just, and even I think our institutions, right, where it was just amazing to see everyone pivot. Mm -hmm. Higher education has been known to be criticized for being slow to change, (laughs) slow to react, right? Like we we tend to be more reactive um, than proactive. But I think this past year has really um, proven that wrong to to be quite honest and so um it was just amazing for me to see how AIR and um you know Christine and the staff really um rallied to um just navigate through this pandemic and because a year ago you know when you think about it um you know it was a year ago and we were only about three months in, you know, to the pandemic when so much was shifting, right? Like people, we really didn't know, you know, it's like, can, can you be meeting, you know, face-to-face? Does everything have to be virtual? And, and, and it was just such quick, such, such quick transition. And unfortunately, I think technology was in our favor, um, where as the association already had some online offerings from webinars and things like that. And and I think they were ahead, sort of ahead, where they were already thinking of things like the AIR hub mm. community and things like that. So having that in place 
really also helped um, really helped to keep the community together. And 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 also too being very responsive where um, there are a number of resources where they quickly um, gathered resources for the community related to the pandemic, you know, to assist with whether it be like data needs and dashboards and, and things of that nature and how, how, how institutions were responding to the pandemic. So they quickly um, provided resources to, to our members, which was great. Yeah, I see that too. I, I could see the through line of innovation either in what we're asking institutions to do and also in the speakers that were selected that I can, I'm excited that innovation is such a big part of this year's discussion. Um, yes. And also, um, I think we talked offline and there was something about the business meetings being open to non-members. Yes. Is that something you wanted to tell us about? Yes. So this year, the business meeting will be open to non-members. It's taking place on Thursday, May 27th. So it is happening um, during the forum. It's at 7.45 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> so so I, I, hate to, I hate to tell you that it is the morning, but I say, you know, wake up, grab your coffee. You don't need to have your video camera on. So just, you know, roll up to your computer, join us for the business meeting. Um, and it will be a great way to to learn about um, the past year, what's been going on with the association, and then to be honest with you, what's in store um, for the future. Also gives you an opportunity to um, meet some of the staff and then also the board of directors um, will be welcoming our, new, our newly elected board of directors at that meeting, as well as the nominations and, um, nominations and elections committee. And then, um, but if by chance you, you aren't able to make the meeting, it will be recorded and shared on the AIR website. And so I encourage you to either join us in person that day or, or be sure to check out the recording once it's available. All right, set your alarm clocks, everyone. That's true. 7.30 a.m., wake up, roll in at 7.45. Um, right. All right. And if so we were together, we were if we were together, we'd have the coffee there for you. But unfortunately, you'll have to bring that. It's it'll be BYOC. You'll have to bring your own coffee. Bring your own coffee. Bring your own ferns. Yeah, that's so, right. Show up. We'll see you there. Um, lovely. Well, so your term officially ends at after the conference has passed, and so yes, you know you're coming up to your last month here uh, officially as president and so what's next for what's next for you and what, what what do you see coming up for air as well as in an organization right so um so when you're when you are elected um in the presidential role it's it's a three-year term so you come on as um vice president and that's your first year and then in your second year you're serving as president and then in your third year, you serve as immediate past president. And so my primary role um, as immediate past president will be serving as the nominations and elections committee chair. So with that, I encourage all of you to self-nominate or nominate one of your colleagues to serve on the AIR board of directors or as a member of the nominations and elections committee. And um, you'll be seeing emails coming out from us um, once we have that call for nominations. Um, and I would just like to say, you know, serving, serving AIR is such a rewarding experience. Um, and especially um, 
you know, it's different than than um, serving in the regional where, you know, talking about, we talked a little bit earlier about policy governance. And so it's just that experience alone, you know, learning, learning what it's like to be a member of a board um, that uses policy governance, which is actually very similar to many of our institutions. A lot of our board of trustees use policy governance. Um, so, so it's good to be um, experiencing it in action, to be honest with you. And so I would be more than happy to talk with any of you who might be interested um, or have questions you know, about these opportunities, but, um, but I will, you will hear from me. I will be knocking on your door and I, I, hope, I hope you answer it. <laughs> mm, lovely. And yeah. so anyone who's interested should sign up to the listserv or, or go onto the website airweb.org to learn more about nominations being a part of it you do not need to have been a part of a regional association to join yeah. the board so if anyone is interested uh, let us know too if you're from california or our region and you're running we like to try and put you uh you know talk about having regional representation which we're also excited about we have an upcoming air president who is also from california from yes. san jose state university so a lot of cool things um, for our little area coming through air as well um, okay, is there anything that you would like to add at this point, Heather, that we haven't discussed or anything worth noting or sharing with our community? I would just like to um, make sure everyone's aware that one of the, the board's primary role is, um, is always gathering the voice of the members. And when I say members, I almost honestly want to say stakeholders. And that's all of you, um, regardless of whether or not you are actually a member of AIR. So, so with that, if there is anything um, that, that I can do, you know, as a part of AIR that can support you in your professional development, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I would love to hear from all of you what you need for educational programming um, and professional support, um, because there are those opportunities that happen um, through grants and other things, for example, like the iPads training, that's um, is, is available to to all, you know, not just members. And so there there are those opportunities. And so so we would love love to hear your ideas of how we can best support you all. So yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much. And we'll continue to work closely with Air as well, and siphoning anything that we can't manage at our level up to up to y'all, so that we can continue to do the work and support. Um, all, all IR or even those who are using data and analytics and the work right. that they do. Um, That's so right. Thank you so much, Heather. Just a reminder, uh, we hope to see you uh, at the forum. Uh, registration is still open for members and non-members. Again, May 25th through the 28th online. We hope to see you there. So thanks again, Heather. So appreciated you, you being here. And yeah, thank you so much, Rosa. Hope to see you virtually. All right. Take Bye -bye. care. See you soon. Bye-bye.